0: was the day before thanksgiving and all through the locked on predators podcast house more hockey talk predators take on the detroit red wings tonight always a good rivalry and it's our last show before thanksgiving so Anna and i have something special for you the predators as thanksgiving day balloons coming up today in the locked on predators podcast
1: Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day, every single day. We are your free Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast and also on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at ontheforcheck.com and I have a partner in crime.
1: You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com.
0: Right, and I have to gear up. You, you have made mention that this is the tomorrow is the one meal you're cooking all all week.
1: <laughs> do, do you you're feel like
0: sure. you're geared up? Do you feel like you're ready? Are you hyped up? Do you have like a turkey like a champion today poster on the wall like Notre Dame?
1: i look i am feeling so ready for this like i have been conserving my energy this is going to be one of the most successful turkey cooking experiences that i've ever had i'm at the peak of my game i will not cook a fork in this turkey like i did one other year it's gonna be amazing
0: i can only imagine all i have to do worry about is the sides Uh, That is is my job. My mom handles the feast is fantastic at it. Mm I have little hors d'oeuvres. Like I make like a little like popcorn snack during the day. Uh, My sisters usually make something. So we're, we're hyped and less, less workload for us. Do not have to carry the family legacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It's all on me friends, but I feel up for the game. I can do this.
0: Yeah. Hey, here's another game let's hope we're up to tonight. Uh, tonight, the Detroit Red Wings hosts the Nashville Predators. It is the only Nashville Predators road game in the middle of this group of eight. Uh, home game stand, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's against a familiar foe. The Detroit Red Wings and Nashville Predators are old school rivals from back in the day. So Ann, You know, we kind of said this with the Coyotes. You never know what can happen in this game. Never know what can happen in uh, Predators Red Wings lore either.
1: Yeah, the Predators Red Wings is, like you said, it's very similar to what we talked about with Arizona. And the Predators, like, pay no attention to the standings, throw the records out the window, because this is a matchup where chaos can rule. And Nashville has... You know, they've really struggled with a Detroit Red Wings team that's supposed to be rebuilding in the past couple of years. And so, you know, let's not take anything for granted tonight. The Predators have got to come out and they've got to bring their best game. Like, I'm just saying, maybe bring your Monday night start of the third period pace of game. To so the yeah. Detroit game for, I don't know, at least 58 minutes. And let's see what the Predators can do. Because again, this is another one of those games where Nashville could be overlooking it, could be thinking about the Turkey. They could be thinking about the Avalanche on Friday. Do not overlook this Detroit Red Wings team.
0: Yeah, the thing that really stands out about the, this rivalry, this series, is that it's just the momentum swings yeah. uh so frequently during this series. The Predators have won six straight against the Red Wings coming into this game. Uh, But before that, the Red Wings won 15 of 19. And those weren't really great Red Wings teams either. So (laughs) there's just a lot of momentum changing. It just seems like one team gets on a run and the other team gets on a run. And there's just all these kind of streaks uh, throughout their history. And it's obviously, I think, one, a lot of old school Preds fans have circled on their calendar, if for no reason, just for some great memories. Um, And, you know, we've talked about it this is kind of a fun Detroit red wings team. You know, they have mm-hmm. a lot of good young players coming up last year's rookie of the year. Most cider Lucas Raymond on the wing, Dylan Larkin, who is kind of looking like under the radar, like one of the top 15 players in the NHL right now, like a yeah. lot of his stats and what he does on and off the ice uh, on both ends, you know, that that's kind of coming to the forefront. Uh, they have a much better goalie this year in Billy Huso, who's been able to kind of help them not blow games, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big change of pace for the past couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like this is a Detroit team that maybe, you know, cautiously optimistic if you're a Red Wings fan, slowly turning the corner. So the Predators, not, you know, not a great look at all the players on this version of the Red Wings.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think that Billy Huso is one of those underrated moves that happened in an offseason because, you know, nobody really talked much about this one. But solid goaltender. This is somebody who has come in. He's won like seven of his what, nine? No, more than that. Seven of his nine starts. Uh, or seven of his 12 stars. So he's coming into this. He's, he's pretty warmed up. Let's face it, he carried St. Louis at, in a lot of games in his previous seasons. They're under the radar get for the Detroit Red Wings, and it's paying off. And Detroit, I feel like, is just one of those teams that's gaining momentum. They've got some of these young players that are just stars in the making, gaining momentum. So Nashville is going to have to they're going to have to be dialed in. Again, I feel like this is another very similar Arizona game. Be dialed in, play your game, don't overlook this one because it could it could be bad for the Predators if they take it for granted.
0: Well, you talk about under the radar moves. Uh, mm-hmm. Detroit has somebody to me and that maybe the best move in the entire NHL offseason. There were some high profile moves. But the Chicago Blackhawks did not tender a qualifying offer to restricted free agent Dominique Kubalik, a Mm -hmm. former 30-goal scorer. They did the same thing with Dylan Strome. They're like, eh, they just don't want to pay them. They're rebuilding. Detroit stepped in. Dominique Kubalik. Nine goals, 12 assists, 21 points in 18 games this season. Uh, He's Detroit's leader in goals. He is in the top 20 in the league when it comes to points. This guy is is looking like the absolute steal of the offseason right now. And, you know, you think about, you know, Detroit's kind of had a so-so run. You know, they're almost like the opposite of the Predators. Detroit came out of the gate really strong kind of leveled out over the past couple of weeks or so the Preds started out really bad and yes. have kind of picked it up over the last little week or so so this is almost like kind of like two ships crossing in the wind right now uh the only question is if you're Detroit how much of that start do you still have left in that tank there are some players on that team uh, like most cider and Lucas Raymond, who did not get off to good starts of the season, they're starting to pick up their play. Uh, t- Tyler Bertuzzi is back after missing pretty much most of the start of the season due to injury. You know, Nashville Predators, we talked about Philip Forsberg and Matthew Shane, Roman Yossi didn't really get off to great starts this season. Same with UC Saros. They're now, you know, picking up steam. So this feels like an interesting timing. And
1: when it
0: comes to the matchup because it's almost like you know they're two teams that are kind of in the same spot in the season they're at like that same kind of crossing point where you're wondering okay like let's is what's our potential going to be like let's see if this is a game that we can put out there and see you know what what's the ceiling for us
1: Mm -hmm. And I think people tend to mark games like Friday afternoon's game against the Colorado Avalanche for the Nashville Predators, but I think you really hit the nail on the head in that this is a game that is going to tell you a lot about who the Nashville Predators really are, because they tend to play to the potential of their opponent instead of playing their game, and this is something we saw from them last season, And this season, we haven't seen it as much because they just couldn't get it going. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how they come into this game against Detroit. And, you know, I'm curious to see who is going to get the start in net tonight for the Predators. You almost wonder, even though you see Soros, I'm telling you, he is on, he is finding his game. You wonder is – is John Hines going to give Kevin Lankin in this start to rest Soros up for Colorado? You know, it'll be interesting to see who's in net. But Nashville really has to get off to a good start in this game. They've got to keep those, you know, big name players, Yossi, you know, Duchesne, and Mikhail Granlin having goals in the last game. They need to keep performing. And a little bit of depth scoring would not hurt the Predators in this matchup.
0: That you hit the nail on the key or hit the nail on the head.
1: Yep. Uh, we hit the turkey with the fork,
0: hit the turkey with the fork. Thank you, Ann. Yeah, uh, on what my key to the game is, and that is you got to get something from your depth. I was very encouraged by the play of that Predators bottom six, uh, the other night, particularly Cody Glass. We talked about him, um, in our last show. I'd mm-hmm. expect him to be in the lineup tonight, kind of in the same role he was there was nothing from John Hines to hint that that wasn't going to be the case mm-hmm. uh, because Cody glass played late into the game, got a shootout opportunity. So it's not like it was one of those. He's disappeared for the entire third period thing. But when it comes to Cody glass, who knows I know. uh, he'd be back in Milwaukee by the time this game starts. Who knows? <laughs> um, But, but I think you, you saw probably his best performance of the season, you know, Cole Smith, Can't fight, but he does a lot of things really well. Um, He does. You know, and and I really like that pairing Cody Glass with Tanner Janot. I think that's what Tanner Janot needs, maybe somebody a little bit more high end to try to see if he can regain some of his scoring last year. So I look at that. I look at that, and I see maybe that's an opportunity tonight. If the depth line can step up, that's a good sign, not only for the long term, but I think it gets you the win tonight in Detroit.
1: So as somebody who covers Detroit for winging in in Motown, tell me, what do the Predators have to watch out for with this Detroit Red Wings team? What what are one or two keys that Detroit's going to come with that Nashville's got to be ready for?
0: Well, they have to be very wary of Detroit on special teams. Detroit, uh, for a lot of the year, did have one of the top power play units in the league. They've kind of cooled a little bit. The Predators, of course, have one of the best penalty killing units in the league. Mm. They got to be very careful. This can't be one of those games you take a lot of frustration penalties because as good as your penalty killing has been, you don't want that damn to break. In Detroit, they right. got some weapons. They got Dylan Larkin, they got Philip Haronick on that back line, who all of a sudden is looking like a very, very hot defenseman, one of the best hotter defensemen in the NHL this season. They have a lot of weapons. David Perron uh preds Mm -hmm. fans unfortunately know him well for some of his exploits in st louis he's a guy that's coming in had a big year for the red wings so far they have a lot of weapons and that's going to be a big test uh if the preds give up a lot of penalties so i think for you the predators you got to limit detroit's chances on the power play because that is where they've won a lot of games this year is taking advantage of that man advantage
1: and it would be really nice to see Nashville capitalize on any chances they may get on the man advantage, you know, on the game Monday night, seven chances on the power play converted twice, but let's get the power play moving. Let's get the power play rolling for the Nashville Predators.
0: Yeah. It is a six o'clock central punt drop. At the beautiful Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit. So let's hope the Predators can take home a win. Or if you're watching this and you follow me for my Red Wings coverage, let's hope the Red Wings can come home with a win. Either a way, now. Nick a now. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, <laughs> Nick has great hockey to cover the next day. Uh, speaking of the next day. Tomorrow, Anne, is Thanksgiving, and you and I, we have buckled down and we have tried to find Thanksgiving Parade comparisons to some of the Nashville Predators. Let's get to that in just one second. But first, want to in today's show is sponsored by Athletic Greens. They have a product, AG1, that I literally use every single day i started taking a g1 because originally they sent me a free case of it and it was delicious i started becoming a fan and even after that free case right out i started ordering it again and again and again because every time i drink it i get more energy i don't feel that midday crash i feel fueled my tummy my tummy's not rumbling throughout the day it is fantastic so what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, pretty much everything to help you start your day right. Special bend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much all the things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, daily free, gluten free. Whatever, no sugar. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, but it still tastes great. And if you're worried about the price, break it down like this. It costs you less than $3 a day, which is less than your daily Starbucks run. And you're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than getting all of those different vitamins and uh, uh, supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. You can't put a price on your health. So, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. But to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Ann, it's our last show before the Thanksgiving break. When we did this last year, we did Predators as uh, their Thanksgiving dinner counterparts. One of the most fun episodes we did. (laughs) We needed to find a way to top it this year. So let's go. Let's queue up the band. Let's get the parade going. The big part of Thanksgiving is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So let's find some Predators counterparts in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. These can be balloons, performers, the little floats that go around.
1: All sorts and of things all of the to things.
0: choose from. The world is your Thanksgiving oyster.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to actually start out with a float because those are for me. Those are my favorite part of the whole Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I love the floats. I live for the Rose Bowl Parade floats. Just I always wanted to go to that. I'm like, it's got to smell great. Macy's a little different, but it's still amazing. And I am actually going to go with a float that is making its first appearance ever in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year and that is the Baby Shark doo doo do, doo do, doo doo baby yeah. shark doo doo do doo do, do. that float is going to make its debut at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade it is an adorable float it's got the big baby shark balloon and it's got the float with an under the sea kind of view of it And you've got Baby Shark. Baby Shark, little, adorable, but big teeth. You know that there is, you know, it's adorable, but you know there's a little bit of danger with it. And for me, Yuso Parsonen is, in fact, the Baby Shark float for the Nashville Predators. It's his first season with the Nashville Predators. He is this young, adorable player, tons of potential. But you know what? His game has some bite. Like, it, you know, he has contributed – From game one, shot one with the Nashville Predators, he continues to show up in games for this team. And so for me, he is little Yuso Parsonin. He is the baby shark float for the Macy's Parade.
0: I had Yuso Parsonin on my list too. Okay. But I'm going a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same theme though. And that is the Grogu Balloon, <gasps> if you're not familiar yeah. with Grogu, that is basically baby Yoda. Oh, you've seen him in all the memes, you've seen him like in all that kind of stuff. He is just this little tiny creature that you know <laughs> acts a big punch. He's new, but he is a guy that brings excitement to all the kids in the Thanksgiving Day crowd, just like so Parson is new, he's still a child he probably still communicates with oohs and ahs as, the man, <laughs> as his Mandalorian counterpart Mikhail Granlund sits there stone face making sure little baby Parson cannot do any wrong protect him with his life oh, I uh, love that this. to me that encapsulates what Yuso Parson is to the Nashville Predators. The little baby, you know he's going to have a big role in the big boy Jedi world someday. But for now, just a little newbie on the parade route. You know he's going to be a classic someday down the road. But for now, just got to enjoy his newness.
1: Oh, I love that one. And and let's just be real. Grogu, Baby Yoda is one of the cutest characters to come out of any genre and, you know in the last dozen years i mean baby yoda totes adorbs so i yeah i no. i would i would say definitely i can see that one for sure let me drop Not another baby one yoda. on you man all right
0: uh the diary of the wimpy kid balloon <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> you know this guy he's like just like the super pale got like kind of a weird face he's kind of a goofball he's lanky uh but he's lovable just like Ryan Johansson. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the wimpy kid of the Nashville Predators that packs a big punch. I mean, is not it just encapsulate what Ryan Johansson is to the Nashville Predators? Basically, this giant goofball, like the class clown. You just like sitting there with his like little face, doing like <laughs> slow mo shootout moves. Oh god! And it's like, look, everybody, everybody makes fun of him. Whether mm-hmm. you don't like his hockey ability, whether you just make fun of his shootout attempts or any of his little <laughs> quirks, you still gotta love Ryan Johansson. He's a part of this team, he's been a part of this team uh since the 2010s, which is when the Diary of the Wimpy Kid Balloon came out. This he just it just fits to me. Yeah, you know what? I can I can see like sooner or later that wimpy kid balloon's gonna have like the slicked back. Kind of neck length hair. And you're going to be <laughs> like, huh, oh, that guy looks like Ryan Joe.
1: Yeah. Now, what's very interesting, and I love this because Ryan Johansson is is such a personality. He's hard to nail down, but I can see where you're going with that. I took Diary of a Wimpy Kid Balloon a different direction. Okay. And I went Cody Glass slash Ellie Tolbinin. And let me explain why. So you have this Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. My boys were very into it. And the thing that I remember most about Diary of a Wimpy Kid is when they talked about having the cheese touch. And if you somebody touched you and they had the cheese touch, you sort of became the social outcast. And there was a brief window where my kids did the whole, you have the cheese touch. And if you crossed your fingers, then you couldn't get the cheese touch. And it was a whole thing. And I feel like there are definitely games where Cody Glass and Ellie Tolbinin have sort of had the cheese touch. Like they've sort of been on the outs with the Nashville Predators and they forgot to cross their fingers. John Hines touched them and they sat out. You know, Lots of talent, super lovable. You want to see them kind of be the star of the show, but they got the cheese touch. So for me, Diary of a Wimpy Kid could be Cody Glass some days. and some game days, it's Ellie Tolvanen. Less. Uh,
0: another one before the break, Anne. What's another mm-hmm. one you got?
1: Uh, another one before the break. Okay, this one blew my mind, and it's almost embarrassing how much research I did on this one. But one of the acts performing in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year is Big Time Rush, this boy band. Okay, did you know anything about Big Time Rush?
0: Uh, My sisters used to watch that TV show a bunch, and there's a girl from my high school that was on it for two episodes.
1: Okay, there you go.
0: That's all I know about it.
1: Well, I had heard about Big Time Rush, but it's you know outside of my window. Um, But it was started in 2009 at Nickelodeon show. It's four Minnesota hockey players that end up chosen to be put together to become a boy band. And so if you look at the Nashville Predators roster, Big Time Rush is clearly represented by Cole Smith, Ryan McDonough, Jordan Gross. They're all from Minnesota. And then I threw in Yaroslav Askarov because who does not want to see that man in a boy band? (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? And it's so funny. They all kind of have their own personalities. One is very studious and very quiet. One is more outgoing. One is really into the singing career. So I think you put those four together and you have a really interesting, mostly Minnesotan, uh, big time rush boy band with Yaroslav Askarov because seriously, y'all. He would be on it, and Big Time Rush—they're making a comeback. You know, Ryan McDonough making his comeback in a new place. They're going to be on the Kinder Float, showing off some new songs. So, you know, for me, Big Time Rush, Cole Smith, Ryan McDonough, Jordan Gross, and yours, Loveless
0: Did you sign like a endorsement deal with Big Time Rush or something? Like, did you somehow become a manager? Big okay, Big Time Rush, in your like research, because you're like going all in on this.
1: I am embarrassed, but I'm going to share it anyway. I hit Wikipedia and then I hit YouTube. And did I watch some episodes? Friends, I'm afraid I did. (laughs) So way too much time. Way too much time. Of course, we still have plenty more to go. There's floats, there's balloons, there's performers. Lots going on to prepare you for your hockey Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade crossover happening tomorrow. But before we wrap that up, we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports Today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories happening across all the sports world, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and local insight that only Locked on can provide. So check out Locked on Sports Today. It is available on this app. On YouTube. It's available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Anne, uh, long list ahead. So let's get through some (laughs) of these quick. All
1: right. We haven't talked about the Broadway
0: performances yet. We always see this on the NBC coverage where it's like they'll be showing parades and all of a sudden they flash to the front of Macy's and it's a performance you never heard of. Some of them are good, some of them are terrible. Some of them, some people love the Broadway performances. Some people hate them. Mm-hmm. So the Broadway performances are represented by Michael McCarran, Zach <laughs> Sanford, and Mark Jankowski.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Because those are like the three depth guys that sometimes Preds fans love them. Sometimes they hate them. It just kind of depends on the night what mood you're in. Sometimes you're ready to be like, I want to be cultured this year. Let's Mm -hmm. see some more Zach Sanford singing and dancing on that fourth line. Sometimes you're cranky. You just want to get to the good stuff. You're like, why is Mark Jankowski out there? Please. (laughs) But back to the balloons, back to the little uh, Cody Glass and Ellie Tolvanen floating in the wind down the street. (laughs) More of that, please. Less of this. But you know what?
1: They're a part of the parade and sometimes, sometimes they're good. Very true. sometimes they're great. Let's just be honest. like yeah. sometimes they're great. That's where I fell in fell in love with a couple of musicals when I saw them performed on the Broadway segment of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. So keep your hearts open, Broadway and hockey fans because you never know you might. Just see an unexpected hit. I love that comparison. I think yeah. that's great. Um, I actually had Michael McCarran as a float in my Thanksgiving Day parade. Okay. Michael McCarran is the Jolly Green Giant float for a couple of reasons. Of course, he is a giant among men. He is 6'6, he's 232 pounds. That's pre Thanksgiving dinner. So who knows what he's really going to be, you know, Friday against Colorado. You know, so definitely it's a size comparison. He is a giant among men. But this Jolly Green Giant float kind of celebrates the fact that green beans are an integral part of this Thanksgiving experience, okay? And here's what's real. Nobody goes into Thanksgiving going, man, I can't wait to hit those green beans. But if they weren't there, you would finish your meal and you would say, huh, something something missing i don't i can't really put my finger on it and it was great don't get me yeah. wrong like i'm full but there was something missing but that's michael mccarran where are the green beans yeah. yeah that's michael mccarran like look he is not going to be the best part of the meal for the nashville predators and we all know that but he is a staple and if he wasn't there i really feel like people would miss him and so he, he is
0: Anytime some Nashville player gets run over and there's no Michael McCarron on the ice, that's when you ask for the green beans. That's right. Where, free tell, are the green beans?
1: Yeah. And did you know, fun fact, that again, I'm embarrassed I learned preparing for this episode, Americans actually eat more vegetables on Thanksgiving Day than they do turkey.
0: I can see that.
1: Yeah, there's, green beans,
0: there's sweet potatoes. Yeah, there's corn. Sweet, like, salad, corn. Yeah. All that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Interesting little uh, tidbit.
0: And I am going to have to compare Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing about Sesame Street at the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. They're yes. afloat now.
1: They're yes. afloat
0: now. They used to be a balloon. Before, there was a couple of years where they were just characters marching down the street. Mm -hmm. There were other balloons before that. So there's been a lot of iterations of Sesame Street, but they've always been a consistent force, just like there's always been matthias Eckholm on the team but in different iterations sometimes he's just that stay at home kind of anchor defenseman sometimes he's the guy you want to jump into the play a little bit a lot of people thought maybe he would kind of be the ryan ellis replacement and jump in on the power play mm-hmm. other times thought he was going to settle into kind of the more the stay at home defenseman role but He's always been a classic and he's always done pretty well in whatever role the Predators have put him in. So to me, Matthias Ekholm, the Sesame Street, the legacy character of the team, who's been a lot of different versions over the years, Mm -hmm. but is always a part of our hearts.
1: Yes, I, I absolutely love that. And who does not love Sesame Street? Whether it is a balloon, a character, a float, like, this is just, it's amazing. Sesame Street is quality. So I'm here for that one. I am here for that one. What character would you want to
0: star in an episode of Sesame Street? Like, teaching uh, puppets wow. about the letter P or whatever.
1: Um. That's such a great question. I think Tanner Janot would actually be adorable at it. And the other one I think would be so great. And this is this goes back to those thirst tweets that make me horribly uncomfortable, though, is Nino Ryder Because, you know, he is just as adorable. Like, it's it's the boopable. Yeah, you know, like, you would, they would want to see nose.
0: Elmo boop him on the nose.
1: Or boop something. him on the nose, yes. And I feel like he would fit in with the puppets. I don't know. who Who would you want to have on Sesame Street for the Predators? That'd be John Hines. Just, just give me John Hines. <laughs> it's just okay. like,
0: like it's just like Tully all of a sudden disappears for the second half of the episode after like <laughs> after saying R comes after Q instead of P
1: or something like that. Oh my gosh. You know, Yaroslav Askarov. Yeah. Like learning English, hanging out with the Muppets. Yeah. yeah so it's it's just much like potential just here.
0: Clapping. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we need it's... to
1: explore this. There may be a whole episode in in just that question alone for us. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. I'm gonna go with a balloon, um, Harold the firefighter balloon. Okay. So look, Harold the firefighter balloon. He is. He was uh, originally a balloon that they referred to as everyman, and it's I Harold. Up, I don't think I've heard oh. this. Oh. You have to look it up. If y'all haven't heard of Harold the firefighter, look this up because it's going to make the most sense when you get the visual. Oh, this guy. Okay. Yes. So he's a variation of what they call every man. Sometimes Harold has been a baseball player. Sometimes he's been a police officer. This year he is a firefighter. Um, This for me is Philip Forsberg. Philip Forsberg is a little bit whatever you need him to be. Like, obviously, he is an outrageously great offensive player, but he also makes terrific defensive plays. Really good on the power play. He's kind of your everyman on the team. He excels in all these circumstances. Plus, if you Google Harold the firefighter, you has got see the mustache. He's got the Forsberg mustache. It's like the Pringles guy and Philip Forsberg had an inflatable baby. Yeah. And it is Harold the firefighter.
0: Yeah, Ron Swanson <laughs> thrown in there. He's a, little, he's a little puffy to be Philip Forsberg.
1: He is. He's, he's like, like Philip Robert Forsberg.
0: This is like Philip Forsberg after like a Swedish Christmas binge or something like that.
1: Yes. Yes. A little too much Loot Fisk.
0: Yeah. Like this is, yeah, this is, this is Philip Forsberg after a divorce or something like that. He's just like being <laughs> it out Jerry's. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: I, I like where you're going with though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to talk about Charlie Brown kicking the football. Oh, bless. Because Charlie Brown tries so bad. I don't think Charlie Brown's a bad kid. He just always seems to have bad luck happen to him and all his friends hate him. For no reason. I don't know why Charlie Brown doesn't have better friends. That's Cole Smith to me. (laughs) Cole Smith is the Charlie Brown chasing the football of the Nashville Predators. Uh, A, because half Preds fans just say good grief whenever he's on the ice. And, you know, Charlie Brown means well. He adopts the cute little tree, just like Cole Smith goes out there and does a cute little forecheck got yes. some energy he's trying his best out there you'll like his energy but then he comes back and all the Fred's fans are like boy are you stupid cole smith
1: <laughs> you and are not laughing and then
0: just laugh in his face and it's like oh cole smith deserves better than that yeah his, his best friend linus who i guess in this instance would have to be michael mccarron just follow him around everywhere, trying to boost his spirits. I I like Cole Smith. Cole Smith yes. deserves better things, and I think fans give him sometimes. But he's he is definitely the Charlie Brown, especially after seeing him try to fight last game.
1: Bless, Good I grief. know that, and you know Charlie Brown tries so hard to kick that football, and bless his heart, Cole Smith has tried so hard to make a breakaway goal. This season, and it just—they're just pulling the puck right out from underneath him. But it's going to happen for Cole Smith, just like I still believe someday, Charlie Brown is going to kick that football.
0: It's happening. Mark it's it down. It's happening.
1: Mark it down. Right, I think I think we got
0: one more each, Ann.
1: Yes. All right. So more. I'm I'm going big finale. Let's just talk about why we all go to the Thanksgiving Day parade. Everybody lines those streets because they want to see the one, the only. Santa Claus that is what all those kids wait for and when it all comes down in the Nashville Predators hockey world Santa Claus is 100% Roman Yossi
0: I had the exact same thing yes Down for the exact same reason yes
1: he is the go-to guy he is the magic maker he is the guy who makes hockey dreams come true he is who everybody comes to see he can take just something ordinary and make some amazing play out of it. Just like, you know, Santa takes some wood. And the next thing you know, you've got this amazing toy train. Roman Yossi is the Santa Claus of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. He is worth the wait. And he is what everybody is waiting for.
0: He is the creme de la creme. It doesn't matter how windy the parade is. Doesn't matter if it's raining, if it's pouring, if Spider-Man blew up, if if Pikachu just like <laughs> people let go of him and he soared into the horizon, never to be mm-hmm. seen again. You can always still count on Santa making the grand finale. Just like you can always count on seeing Roman Yossi making some good plays out there. He is just the consistent force. Yeah. of every Nashville Predators team, no matter if they're rebuilding, no matter if they're hot, they're ma- no matter if they're cold. That's not to say he hasn't had bad games. Sometimes Santa probably shows up to the parade drunk. Just like Roman Yossi sometimes uh, has his off moments, but there's always going to be Santa there. Santa's going to be the key piece on however you restructure the parade moving forward. Roman Yossi has got to be the Santa of the Nashville Predators. And... He brings plenty of joy to all the good little girls and boys of the Nashville Predators hockey
1: team. That is a fact. He is a hundred percent the magic maker for the Nashville Predators. Yeah. Um,
0: so that's it. Those are our Thanksgiving Day balloons. And as we mentioned, this is our last show before the Thanksgiving break. There will be no new episodes uh, tomorrow, Thursday, or the day after Thanksgiving. Because quite frankly, ann and I feel like we deserve some family time. We deserve some time to hang out and enjoy the holiday. But we do want to say thank you. Thank and thank you. you to all of you. That is something we're thankful for this year. Uh, Every comment you leave on our channel, every time you tweet us, every good job or, you know, words of encouragement, even if you chime in and don't like what we have to say, if you disagree with us, thank you for the engagement. You know, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you hearing our side of the Nashville Predators, I guess, viewpoint. We respect your viewpoint as well. But mostly, thank you for all of your support that you've given us over the past year. And we hope to see you back uh, on the other side of the Thanksgiving break, Monday, with all new episodes. We got some special ones in the works coming up. And it's a busy weekend for the Nashville partners, too. So uh, we will have plenty to talk about. I'm sure. But yeah, from, from Anne and I just want to thank you for all the support that you've given us on this podcast over the past year and a half. And here's to another uh, great year ahead of us. Amen. Yeah. Anne, where can people find your work?
1: You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice.
0: You can find me at ontheforecheck.com, also on it and motown.com, or follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Be sure to follow the podcast at L O underscore Predators while you're there as well. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. We will see you back here Monday with an all new episode. We'll see you then.